It's the Avid Investor Podcast with me, your host, Josh Adamek, and here we are, episode 47. So uh, today I'm going to talk about the problems, uh, the problems that I've encountered, some of the problems that I've encountered over the years in uh, investing in real estate and, and how we've overcome that. So I think it's very important uh, that I take time to talk about problems, downsides, issues, because I live in the real world. I run a business. I run a uh, uh, run a company, and and in the real world, there are problems to deal with. So let's get into some of that. Um, so first off, you know, again, as I mentioned, you know, in the real world, you know, you talk about this in in the past previous episodes. Um, you know, you you have you have so many gurus out there that want to talk about how how great this is, how easy it is, how easy it is to run a business, how easy it is to do this and that and the other thing. And and we're in reality, um, you know, when you run a business, when you um, uh, when you run a company, you know, there's there's problems that you have to deal with. There's things that you encounter. Uh, there's issues. There's downsides. There's there's stuff to deal with. So I talked about some of this in a in a previous episode, in a recent episode. But I really want to spend a lot of time, you know, talking about, um, you know, things that that I've encountered problems that I've had over the years and how we've dealt with those problems. Because again, I live in the real world and stuff happens, stuff goes wrong. Um, you know, things happen and, and you got to deal with it. And, and it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's not, it's not, you know, uh, uh, you know, a hands-off, um, quick, easy, you know, just set it and forget it type of thing. There's things that you have to deal with. So again, live in the real world. I want to talk about real world experiences. So, um, you know, first off, a uh, number of the things that, that I'm going to talk about today are, are issues, are, are problems that, that I've, I've encountered and I've had, um, while rehabbing properties, while doing flips, doing renovations, uh, for resale. And reason, reason behind that is when you get involved, you know, and I've done, I've done a ton of those, ton of those, um, uh, flips, major full gut renovations. And when you get into those projects, you encounter problems and you got to be able, ready, willing, and able to deal with those problems. So um, just want to touch highlight on, on a couple of examples, a couple of things that, um, you know, we've, uh, we, we've encountered in the past. So first off, um, just property specific stuff. Um, we were working on a rehab uh, in uh, on Keystone Street in, in Lawrenceville. And this was going back, oh, geez, I don't even know what year it was, but it had to be, uh, had to be six, eight years ago, something like that. Um, went in, you know, did my thing, uh, looked at the property, uh, bought the house. Um, and basically, you know, when we do the evaluation, you know, and when we buy these properties, they're, they're as is, you know, they're as is cash offers. And, you know, when you buy, when you buy these homes, I mean, sometimes, you know, the homes are in really, really bad shape. And sometimes the, these homes are so full of garbage that like, you can't even get in and take a good look and you don't truly know what you're getting into. Um, you know, and sometimes they just smell so damn bad <laughs> that you, you can't, you know, spend a lot, a lot of time in there, like really, really getting into it and evaluating it. Um, you know, and then, you know, over the years you, you, you get so comfortable with, with going through so many crappy houses that, that you kind of know what to look for. And, and, you know, you check things out and you do your evaluations, you run through the front door, you know, look all through the house, look around check the base and check the structural. And, um, 
you know, do your evaluation, you know, and you kind of know going into these that, you know, it's going to be a full gut and you, you know, you base your, base your reno on that full gut. So, and when I say full gut renovations, we've done so many that were, that were, you know, down to the studs. Um, outside was complete you know roof windows gutters uh siding exterior you know all the exterior finishes inside down to the studs um you know uh even replacing you know a lot of structural uh issues because there's you know with with 100 year old homes you run into structural and foundation issues so um you know, when you plan on a full gut reno, I mean, there's really not a whole lot to look at because you're going to be doing it all. Uh, so this home in particular that I want to talk about is on Keystone Street in Lawrenceville. I went through, I did my evaluation. The house was a total piece of crap and I knew that, um, but we were buying it right. Um, you know, and, and we have our buy box, we have our formulas and I do my evaluation. I make my number, I, I do my numbers, I make my offer, end up buying the home and uh, planning on a full gut reno. Uh, full gut inside outside everything you know window siding roof um you know all the interior stuff is going to be down to the studs uh reworking the floor plan uh, i don't think we move steps on that one but reworking the floor plan opening up the walls um you know because with the old homes everything was boxed boxed in closed off and then you know over the time everybody wanted uh you know open floor plans so with that comes structural changes to the home that requires a lot of times architects engineers to draw stuff up carry you know change load bearing walls and all that so there's a lot of moving pieces uh with a full gut reno so this home in particular go through i do my plan come up with it do my numbers end up buying the home and uh you know we go to closing and then i, I forgot about this part i uh um you know I, I go back to the home after closing and i walk in the front door say hello anybody here you know and and i hear somebody walking around somebody walking around and uh um this isn't necessarily a problem i encounter but it's kind of a funny story so uh, i walk around i hear somebody walking upstairs and i'm screaming like hello hello you know who's here so i hear him walking around upstairs walking around upstairs and i'm right inside the front door and i'm like like you know what I, like there's definitely somebody up there and they're not acknowledging the fact that i'm here um but they're definitely up there so i step out i didn't want to go up there and you know who knows what could happen? Um, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, I can handle my own because in reality, who knows, who knows what's going to happen once you go upstairs and who knows what, who, who is truly up there. So anyways, I step outside, I, you know, call, call the police and I'm like, Hey, I just bought this home. There's somebody in the home and they're not supposed to be there. And, and, you know, I, they're not acknowledging the fact that I'm there. So police show up, they come in, uh, they clear the house, they bring the guy down and here it was the, the, the son or the niece or the nephew or something of the previous owner. He was up there, you know, clearing stuff out and he had his headphones on and so he didn't hear me yelling he didn't hear me screaming um you know so you know had i had i gone up there probably would have scared the shit out of him um with his headphones on but two you know who really knew who was up there so just one of those things um you know uh situational awareness remove yourself from the situation and and you know let the police handle it but uh you know so anyways get the house cleared out <clears throat> um you know i and we uh, bring the team over, uh, you know, we start uh, start coming up with the, the the actual scope of work. I knew, you know, going into it, we we're going to gut this place. We're going to do everything inside and out and uh, start start doing the scope of work and, you know, walking around. 
um, you know, figuring out which walls we're going to move, what we're going to take down, what we're going to move around, what we're going to do and uh walk through the back door go go around back go to the back of the house and we're looking and we're figuring out like the backyard what we're going to do there we're going to think we're going to put a door on put a patio um do something nice in the backyard and you know i go to like look at something i go to i go to lean over and i i i, I forget what i was doing but i like i went to look at something i put my hand on the back of the house and the house didn't hold me <laughs> i put my hand up and the, the, the back wall of the house just went in and out, in and out, in and out. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I mean, it had, it, it had, it was like, it was like a trampoline, you know, it was, it, it had like, it moved like a foot. I'm talking the, the, the whole back wall of the house. It, it was in and out. And then I start looking around and I start looking and I look up and there was no gutters on the back of the house. And what had happened is the gutters fell off the back of the house and the water over the years was running uh, behind the, the the aluminum siding on the back of the house. And when you stand back, it looked okay. But when you really like start looking, the water was running behind the, the aluminum siding and completely rotted out the back of the house. So we get in, uh, we start our demo and we rip off, rip off the siding and we see like the back of the house is completely gone, completely rotted away. All the, all the sheeting behind the siding, the framing, everything was gone. And we're like, holy shit. Uh, so, so long story short, we had to rebuild the whole back of that house. Um, had to pour a new footer, had to stabilize the walls on the inside, reframe the whole back of the house. And, and, you know, it was one of those things where we, were planning a full gut reno um we weren't planning on replacing the whole whole back wall of the house so um at the end of the day you know that deal ended up being okay um you know definitely definitely uh, cut into our margins because we had all that additional framing, footer, inspections, engineering, and everything. Um, a lot, a lot of work that that wasn't necessarily accounted for on the front end. But um, when you have your certain parameters, you have your contingencies, you have your um, set profit margins, um, set projected projected, I should say, I should really emphasize projected profit margins. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, we really cut into our contingency, uh, cut into the profit margins. But at the end of the day, that that deal um, still ended up being okay. Because at that time, also, I got to keep in mind, we were in, in Lawrenceville and, you know, values as as you were buying homes and renovating them, the values kept going up and price points kept going up. So at the end, um, still did uh, okay on that one. Um, uh, uh, financially, uh, profit wise. So, you know, that wasn't so bad. Definitely, definitely, um, you know, didn't see that one coming. It took additional time, uh, to do all that. Uh, I think it was a couple of months, um, to get through engineering and approvals and all that stuff. Uh, and then to actually do the, do the project. So the time, the time was, was longer than expected. The cost was more than expected. And when time goes longer, your, your holding costs, your soft costs, uh, go up incrementally. Um, when your your construction cost goes up i mean obviously it, it it affects the numbers but that one in particular 
uh, that that you know ended up being okay. But you know, moral of the story is when you're getting into those those full gut renos, you really got to make sure that that you have uh, solid numbers. Uh, you really got to make sure you have a, a decent contingency, and you got to make sure that um, you have you know really good projected profit margins because full gut renos, you always run into something. Always, always run into something. There's no way um, to see what's behind the walls or you know what's going to be in the home. Once you get it cleaned out, you know, you buy a hoarder house that's full of crap. You can't see everything. You just got to account for doing everything. And then, you know, you're still going to miss things. So contingency is important. The bigger the rehab, the bigger the rehab number, the bigger your profit margin should be because your holding costs are going to be higher. Uh, your construction costs are going to be higher. Your contingency should be higher. So you got to make sure that you have a good buffer in there. Again, the bigger the rehab, you know, the bigger your projected projected margins uh, should be so that you have the ability to absorb uh, the things that, that that you miss. And there's always going to be things that you miss um, uh, with that. So um, that's that for uh, uh, the first one. Another another problem property that we had um, it was, an, again, another Lawrenceville house. I did a ton of these these rehabs and, and new builds in, in Lawrenceville over uh, probably a six or eight year span. Um, but uh, another one was, it was over on 30, 37th Street, I believe, something like that, 37th, 38th Street. Uh, we bought like half a block over there, um, you know, a couple of houses, uh, like three or four houses in a row, bought, bought like half a block um, <clears throat> to, to, you know, remodel them. They were all full gut remodels, big, you know, three, four story uh, brick homes. So we get into, get into one of those rehabs and it was you know not bad not good but not bad um you know it was one of those things where everything was old and everything needed ripped and replaced and it ended up being a full gut remodel we ended up putting uh rooftop decks on these this was this was years ago like I want to say we're probably one of the first uh, rooftop decks in Lawrenceville because you get high up you got city views amazing amazing views because you're high up your your uh high side of Butler Street um you know, where, where you get up on the rooftops, you got, you've got views in every direction. So we're putting rooftop decks on these homes, which required us to carry the load, get it engineered and carry the load all the way down to the basement, uh, in conjunction with that, um, you opening up walls to create an open floor plan. So you're taking out structural components, you're adding structural components required to carry the load all the way down. Um, so while the home wasn't that bad on the inside you know we were changing a lot of things which required us to rip everything out and start over uh so when we rip everything out and, and start over um this wasn't this wasn't a a deal breaker or a huge issue to deal with um but when we started gutting the home uh we found that there was there was fire damage uh in the home when we bought the home there was no signs of a fire um no nothing you know there was no fires in the home no signs of a fire there was fire damage uh but when we when we gutted everything there was fire damage from previously from years ago decades ago that was covered up um uh and while it wasn't a huge deal for us on this particular uh remodel this particular project it did require additional framing because we had to rip out all that all that fire damage uh all that fire charred wood and we had to replace it and again we were doing a new roof we we're doing a new rooftop decks we were 
doing structural changes throughout, moving walls around, opening stuff up. So in this particular deal, it wasn't a big project. Um, but it reminded me as I'm, as I'm, you know, preparing for this, 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 ep this talk, this, this podcast, it reminded me of, you know, what uh, a good friend of mine always says in regards to uh, rehabbing homes. When you're, when you're renovating a home, you're not necessarily, you're not necessarily, you know, gutting the house every time. You're not necessarily, you know, knocking it down to the foundation and starting over. You can't do that. It doesn't make sense, nor do you need to do that. Um, really what you're doing, it's like, it's like peeling an onion back. You're, you're peeling back the bad layers until you find a good starting point and then you put it back together. So in that example, with, with this particular property, we're peeling back the layers of all this stuff that was bad and where we thought was going to be a good starting point, we found more bad stuff, which required more framing, additional work. But point being on that particular uh, project is is it wasn't a deal breaker because it was some additional framing, um, you know, some roof trusses and things like that. Uh, but it wasn't a deal breaker. It didn't cost us a ton of extra money or a ton of extra time. But the important thing is is that we had contingency and we had good margins on the project, good projected margins. So um, it cost us a little extra time, it cost us a little extra time, but by do no means did it kill the deal or put us underwater on the deal um, because you know we have our buy box, we have our formulas that we follow. And you know, again, the bigger the, bigger the rehab, the bigger your contingencies should be, uh, the longer your projected holding costs should be, uh, and the bigger your margin should be because because you got to be able to have the ability to absorb these things. I mean, you can't do, you can't get into this business and assume that everything's going to go perfect, that every, that you're going to do a full gut remodel in two months or three months or whatever, and nothing's going to go wrong and you're not going to need any contingency. And then the, that you can do it on razor thin profit margins. Um, in reality, you have to be able to absorb uh, these, these downsides as, as they come up because they come up all the time. I don't want to say, you know, you uncover this kind of stuff or have these problems on every property or every project, because in reality you don't, but a lot of times you do, and you have to be able to uh, be prepared to, to deal with them, uh, both from a timing wise, you know, with your capital stack, if you're financing these deals, um, you can't have too short of a time frame, you know, on your funding. Um, you know, on your rehab budget, you got to have contingency in there, contingency and whatever number that is, that's up to you. Um, 10%, 20%, 15%, what, whatever that contingency number is that, that, that puts you in a good, comfortable spot. That's, that's where you need to be. Um, you know, so, so with that, you know, that's, that's the second example. Um, you know, third example that, that I wanted to talk about that, um, uh, was a, was a home out in the suburbs. Um, close to me. It was in Franklin Park. Um, I, I, we, this, this one was probably over 10 years ago, uh, that we did this remodel. So I live close by, I pass this home every day on, on my way to the office. And I saw it go through the whole bank owned process. I tried finding the neighbors. I tried finding, figuring out who owned it because I love the home. I love the, the yard, the way it looked, the, the location. It was, it was close to me. Um, you know, and then, and then, you know, I passed this home every day for probably, probably two years, two and a half years. And then one day it came available for sale, uh, bank owned foreclosure. And I, I went, 
you know, went through the process, ended up buying the home. Um, and you know, I screwed up on this one. I did. I screwed up on this one. Why? Um, because I, you know, over the years, over that two, two and a half years, I became, uh, emotionally attached to this home and it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily, uh, at the end of the day, it wasn't a good deal financially, uh, for a number of reasons, but because I was driving past this home, uh, every day and, and I liked the home, I liked the style, I became, you know, emotionally uh, attached to this home. Um, and it, I, I, I wasn't looking at it necessarily as a business issue decision I'm, i was looking at is i like this home it's cool it's great location it's it's you know good location wise uh uh proximity to my house my office you know it's it's a good spot for me so so when the deal came available <clears throat> right out of the gate um paid more for it than i should have um you know i forget what the numbers were it was so long ago but i re i, I recall um, you know, vaguely recall running the eval and, you know, the, the, the purchase price was a little bit higher than I thought it was. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's close. We'll make it work. Um, and then, and then we get into the rehab and it was, it, it ended up being a, a larger, uh, rehab than expected, um, get into open it up and find out that, you know, there were some issues, uh, uh, with, uh, with the home that we had to deal with, ended up putting a, an addition on the home, adding some square footage. Uh, there were, um, uh, there was costs associated with that. Uh, and then <clears throat> the big, the big downside, um, with this one is, um, never would have thought of this cause I've never dealt with it in the past until this particular home, it didn't have a basement. Um, and when I looked at the home, uh, when I, when I, it was a ranch, uh, with a crawl space underneath. And when we're, when I'm looking at it, when I'm evaluating it, I'm looking at the home, I'm like, ah, oh, there's no basement, but you know, homes don't have basements, no big deal. Uh, some homes don't have basements, no big deal. And then I'm looking, there's a gigantic garage, detached garage. It was, it was three car garage, but I think it was too deep. So it was really like a six car garage. And then there was overhead storage above that. I'm like, ah, oh, well there's storage above the garage. You don't necessarily need a basement. Uh, but then <clears throat> when we went through the whole the whole rehab process, the whole renovation process, put the addition on, did the, did the roof, windows, siding, all the exterior, all the landscaping, kitchen, bathrooms, adding bathrooms, adding a master suite, taking two bedrooms, combining them, making a master suite, adding square footage with an addition and went through this whole, it ended up being a gigantic rehab, which I had the, the, the rehab number accounted for. That wasn't the issue. Um, uh, but then when it came time to sell the home, um, it was a big downturn, a big downturn, uh, for a lot of buyers having that, that, um, you know, uh, dirt crawl space and not having a basement. That was a downside. So where we projected the home to sell at, it sold, uh, it ended up selling much, much lower, uh, than our projections. And, and, you know, on the front end, paid a little bit more for the home than I should have. And then, you know, have it, had a huge rehab number, um, huge rehab, uh, the time frame, you know, the time frame to rehab the home and then the time frame to sell the home because, you know, the feedback, <clears throat> there wasn't, there wasn't a market for a home without a basement. So, um, it was out there for sale for a long, long time, which added to the holding costs. Um, the big rehab, then the long time to sell it. And then, you know, we ended up doing some price reductions and then ended up selling the home at, you know, what the market would bear as far as a price point. So it didn't, did end up selling, sold much lower than projected on the front end, uh, paid more for it than I should. And then we had the, the long time frame. 
that ended up being being a, a very very bad deal for me for us um so we ended up uh taking a loss on on that that particular uh project now investors were made whole investors made their money um but you know we we you know as a company were in in the negative on that particular project so in reality, like in the real world, like that stuff happens, you know, that happens from time to time, especially when you, when you build a business up, that's, that's doing a lot, a lot of renovations and a lot of which were our full gut renovations, additions, adding square footage, changing floor plans. When you're doing these big, big jobs, um, you know, there's things that, that you miss. And I never would have thought, um, that the sellability of this home would be be contingent on not having a basement, but that's the feedback that we had, and we didn't hit the um, the, the projections. We were, we sold that home for much much lower than we thought, and ended up taking a loss. Now again, investors uh, were made whole. Um, investors made their money. Um, you know, agreements were met. You know, for for um, uh, for the investors on that. But as a company, we took a loss on that, uh, and it sucks. Like it it, it sucks, and but. In reality, like, you know, we had a ton of projects going on. Um, we were, were, were very active in that business. So we, you know, at the same time, well, you know, we're, we might have been taking a loss or two on um, on projects like this. There were other projects that were doing very well and, and exceeding projections. So across the board, um, across the board, you know, we were okay as, as a company. I mean, this, this it sucks. It sucks to take a loss, but, you know, across the board, um, you know, we were okay. Uh, um, but in reality, you know, if you're new to this business and, you know, a project like that is your first project or one of your first projects and, you know, that's your focus, that's what you're doing. And you end up taking a big loss. I mean, that, that, that can be very, very bad. Not, uh, you may not have the ability to absorb, you know, a loss on a project. So again, when I talk about getting into the business, um, uh, lesson learned from that is if if you know if you're getting into this business and you have a burning desire to do remodels for resale flips or whatever start off small paint carpet maybe a kitchen bath start off small make sure that that home has multiple exit strategies available if it doesn't sell do you have the ability to refinance and rent it out or if you're all cash on the front end do you have the ability to um just just rent the home out and you know uh, keep yourself whole or maybe make some money based off the cash flow. Uh, you know, that's why I say when you're new to this business, if you're going to flip, make sure you got multiple exit strategies. When you get into the higher price points, uh, the A markets, um, you know, the, the, you know, three, four, five hundred thousand up into the million dollar price points. Like when you get into those, those higher priced homes, you got one option and that's to sell. If that home doesn't sell, you got to reduce the price, sell it, take a loss. You, you may not have the ability to to rent that home out and and make the numbers work so lesson learned from that one you know and and i mean i can i can keep going you know i've been in the business for for 20 plus years um uh, you know there's there's issues there's problems that we encounter and there's there's ways to overcome those problems uh one last one that i'll touch on was um a home we bought in lawrenceville and this was way, way back. I want to say we bought this in like 2010, maybe 2012, something like that. So you're going back 10 years, 10 plus years ago. Uh, went in, bought the home, great area, great location, central Lawrenceville. Um, bought the home, 
went in and planned again, planning a full gut remodel because that's what you do in hundred year old homes, full gut remodel, changing the floor plan and everything. So we go in, we close on the home, we go in and uh, get the demo demo crew in there, got the place out. And, uh, um, you know, once it's gutted, we go in and we start looking at it. We're like, what the hell are we going to do here? Um, start looking like the framing is way off, you know, studs were like 24 inches on center. Some of them didn't even go down, like weren't even tied to anything. Like it was, the framing was a total mess. I, I swear when like, when we, when we gutted this home, like it started to bulge out on the sides, like the dry, like the plaster was holding this place up. Um, you know, you start looking like floors, floors you go from one room to the next floor step down and then the ceiling step down so for us to go in and try to level the floors we would end up with a you know six and a half seven foot ceiling in the back like it was just a total disaster when it came to the framing and this is like the cliff total cliff notes version um ended up being a, being a total disaster so so um long story short with that is that home ended up becoming a teardown and new construction. And that was a viable exit for us. Um, you know, again, we paid a lot for the home. We planned on uh, remodeling it and selling it at X. Uh, long story short, um, that home sat for a little while, market kept going up. And then, you know, we were becoming more active with new construction in the area. So that became a teardown and rebuild. Again, you know, that was a problem uh, for us to deal with, something that we didn't see. Um, you know, once we got into the demo, we realized like we can't like safely and, and effectively remodel this home and resell it and provide you know, quality home for someone, uh, uh, for, a, for a future homeowner to live in. So that became a teardown and, and, and new build. Um, but again, that was that was an issue that we, us as a company, were able to deal with and absorb. And at the end of the day, um, you know, it it was ended up being a, a, an okay project. Um, but you know, if you were new to the business and that was your first project, that was your first remodel, that could be a big, big problem for you because not everybody has the ability to, you know, shift and move and go from I'm going to rehab this house and I'm going to sell it in six months to I'm going to tear it down. I'm going to build a new house and I'm going to I'm going to sit on it for a little while and build a new house and then maybe a, you know a year or two later i'm gonna i'm gonna sell a new home you might not have the ability or the resources to to shift um in that so again you know if you're looking at flipping if you're looking at remodeling and, and yes a lot of these problems that i'm talking about have been on remodels on on full gut rehabs because that's where where i've encountered um most of of the problems i've had to deal with and overcome over the years is in these full gut remodels in these hundred year old homes and you know, fast forward, we're not doing uh, many, if any of those uh, anymore. I've had my time, I've, I've had my experiences, I've, I've had some really, really good projects, I uh, had a really, really good run. Um, but, you know, as you, many of you know, over the last uh, four or five years, uh, we've shifted to, you know, more of a long-term play, just buying regular houses, regular neighborhoods, looking at the long-term cash flow. And I really don't have a burning desire right now to take on these full gut renos that are going to take, you know, six, nine, six months, nine months, 12 months to uh, um, uh, go in and, and complete the rehabs and, and, and sell the homes. So, uh, but again, many of these problems that I talk about and I could keep going here. I mean, we could probably make this a two, three hour episode, uh, not going to do that. Um, but you know, many of the 
uh, problems that I've encountered over the years have been on on the the full gut uh, remodel side of the business because there's so many moving pieces and there's so many unknowns. Um, but the, the the moral to the story is just know that going in and make sure you have the ability to um, to address those and, and deal with those problems uh, with um, with your contingencies on your rehab, uh, making sure you have adequate uh, funds available, um, and then make sure you have um, an appropriate profit margin uh, built into these projects to where you can absorb uh, some of some of the unknowns if needed or have the ability to absorb those outside of that, that particular project. Cause not every uh, full gut remodel you, you do is going to be a home run. So just know that going in, in, into the project, into the business. So um, that's it. That's, that's all I'm going to cover today in, in the episode, but I, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to take, take some time in, in this podcast to talk about problems and issues that you encounter in hopes that the, you know, what I, what I share with you, uh, may help to pre prevent, um, and avoid some of those, some of those potential, uh, problems and issues. So that's it for today. Thank you guys for, uh, so much for tuning in and I hope you have a great day.